So much went down on Suits tonight. We're going to talk a lot about Lewis and all the other characters. Come on with us. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. See the money won't stay. Apparently, I have to get better at my shoulder. I think what would help is if you put your if you put your your hands on the table. Oh, it gives you balance. Oh, okay. See, we can try that out. You I feel it. like a, just a full deep tissue massage. Would really you know, what? I just got a massage, All so right. I feel like my range is better. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Suits After Show here on AfterBuzz TV, Season Seven, Episode Fourteen. Pulling the goalie. I'm your host, Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K A U F M A N N. We're not supposed to be doing that anymore, but old habits die. Strike out. Two strikes. It That's my first strike. I was strike. in here last He's, week, uh, and I remember you Shameless plug. You strike last good. week, too. Oh, yeah, that probably happened last week as well. I'm still speaking in my clear, cool voice, but the, the voices that have not introduced themselves, Lena Norrin to my immediate left, and J.B. Zimmerman to her immediate Hello. left. Yeah, we've got full yes. panel strength right We are now. full yes. strength as a panel. I apologize for putting myself over one more time than I should have. But how are we feeling about this episode? Oh my god, Lewis Pretty lit good. for the win! Pretty good. Yeah, I, <laughs> yes. this is like the biggest Lewis victory I think I feel like that there's Ever. been. Ever. Like he won so many times over. Like it was just like a Okay, first off, I love this episode. Second yeah. off, I'm outvoted. You guys think this is a win for Lewis? Absolutely. Listen, I know so we we had divulged into a mini intro conversation of before the did. after show started. It's a win for me because not only did he at least get what he wanted, not that Sheila is a prize or that he doesn't deserve better, but that he put himself in a position where he took the high ground. Yes, he had made bad decisions. I don't agree with his... My personal thing is I don't agree with him having an affair with someone that's getting married. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was the right thing to do. But the fact that at the end, he took Dr. Lipschutz's advice, didn't put Sheila in a compromising position, took the high road didn't take him to court. I just feel like that is a win for Lewis Lid. He got two big wins in this episode. All right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he just won at everything he sought out to do, and that's why I feel like it's a Lewis win. Aside from how we feel about (laughs) Sheila as, like, a human being or whatever she is, uh, because, you know, obviously she is someone who's totally fine with adultery, so there's something to be said about that. Um, But I just really like how everything Lewis tried to do, he nailed. Like, he... (laughs) was starting, like, on this, like, very uneasy mm-hmm. ledge, basically, when when the episode started, and he, you know, came from that meeting of uh, Sheila's fiancé to a place where he, like, proved himself the better man. All right, here's my so first, different here's my first problem. Okay. He picked a fight with Xander. He, he should did. not he have picked a fight with Xander. However, the second he picked a fight with Xander... It is his professional duty to follow through and get a $50 million settlement that he earned. I, in my opinion, that would have been the better self-actualized person to be like, you know what? I picked a fight with Xander because I'm still not over Sheila. Right. But I'm getting over Sheila, and part of me getting over Sheila is to not do what she asks of me. He is to true, not but, I mean, I go f- back with her to... Oh, I have so many things. I feel like I, I I get where, I mean, he officially started the legal proceedings, so that is more aggressive, but I, Xander is just a bad dude but that, like, needs to be taken down a peg. And I think, you know, even in the last episode, he was talking smack on Lewis. Like, he didn't know that he was, he could hear him. Yeah. But still, I mean, like, the guy is... 
but he's but he's a bad dude who Sheila can we argue worse being cheatable is different from being cheated on okay Sheila's character if we put that aside right obviously I don't think she has good character just the I think fact we can that all she, agree. Yeah. We're on the same and page aside from it's not just a cheating thing, she was stringing Lewis along. She knows that Lewis, it, to him, it just wasn't a hookup, that there was feelings involved, that he wanted more. Therefore, it's above and beyond the actual physical act. She was puppeting Lewis, yeah. which I don't agree with. So just Sheila aside, and we're talking about Lewis and why I think it was a win and in regards to this case. Correct. He should have seen it all the way through. If we're looking at it just in a literal perspective of business-wise, he should have taken the $50 because that was that is what was agreed upon, correct? Mm-hmm. He, in the end, like... Because being ulti- the bigger man is to not pick the fight. But ultimately, ultimately, listen, ultimately, he still won the client money, and what I'm saying was the victory is that he still was Lewis-lit in his Lewis-lit ways, but ultimately, he didn't follow through with being the vindictive guy. Like, that guy hit below the belt. He said, I got your girl... In 50 years, she's going to be thinking about me and not about you. He even envisioned himself yeah, I mean, telling he, him, he was hey, pushing I slept with buttons like yeah. constantly. So like, I get that, yes, I but guess being the biggest a bad man. Dude, being a bad dude is different from being cheated on. Right. I mean, I feel like, okay, so if, you, if we're talking like in extremes, Lewis shouldn't have even put himself in this position. Yeah. That's, that's, that was where But like now that he was and he is Lewis yes. again, like think back to the Lewis we've had in the past. For him to have such control over what he's doing, because like he, you know, he ramps up at, <laughs> like on a dime. But this didn't feel like, like literally. I don't, this didn't feel like control to me. Is I guess where I'm where I'm struggling because this felt like he picked a fight with Xander midway through. Sheila told him to stop, and then he stopped. That didn't feel like control to me. That felt like Sheila controlled him. No, I mean I the th- entire way. I think it was, or to me, it was sort of baby steps. We saw that like uh, sort of delusionary moment where he he admitted to Xander everything. Yeah. Um, so, like, he kind of held that back, and he was just sort of learning as he went. Like, it's classic Lewis, like, going way too far, but he was able to reel himself in. I and think I, that's the big difference. And I think it had less to do with what Sheila said and more to do with what Dr. Lipshut said. Yes, of course, mm-hmm. he has respect for her. Like, even in the scene where he's sitting across from Xander, and Xander's talking about physically, like, he used some kind of, like, analogy of what he's going to do to Sheila when he gets yeah. home. And Lewis is like, don't talk about her like that. He actually has... Yeah, he was, ta- he was actually talking the, about a printer. I mean, if that's a mistress, that's a mister, right? Is that what it is? Mistress? Probably. That's what we're going and with. So yeah. whatever, we'll cut as the mister. As the mister, he has more respect for and cares about her more to drop the case. And I actually had a lot of respect for him. He told Harvey, his partner, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to do. And Harvey said, listen, as your business partner, I think it's a terrible idea. But as your friend, I think that sometimes you need to put love ahead of business. It would have been shady if the opportunity, in my opinion, would have happened and he kept it from Harvey. The fact that Harvey also in this episode, we saw that he put his feelings mm-hmm. ahead of business as well. I just think in a literal sense, we can't always think that everything is black and white. And I don't think Sheila's a win. My win for me, and I'll repeat this, is that he did stop himself. And I actually am going to give Dr. Lipschutz credit because, first of all, I got so emotional in that scene when he mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to drop yeah. you. And he's like, you're going to really put me? the ultimatum out there. I was like, whoa. And okay, I feel like doctor. that resonated with him because... He remembers what the doctor said. The doctor says, do not hurt Sheila. Do not get her caught up. And so when he heard Sheila saying, hey, if you don't let this case go, he's going to keep digging mm-hmm. and find out what really happened. I think that that, that that is more of the reason why he ultimately did what he did. Or maybe, listen, maybe I'm just wishful thinking. Okay, I understand that. And I think those things separate from each other, you could 
you could argue Lewis could have enough sympathy for Sheila. Here's here's the next part, pulling the goalie. Okay. That's a like huge breach of trust. That's a huge breach of Lewis's trust. And makes Sheila out to be not a good person. At all. I wouldn't trust Sheila. Uh, wait, what? if you wouldn't mind explaining that she a little bit more. She stopped taking birth control. Right. She stopped taking birth control while having... Assuming, presumably, unprotected sex with Lewis and is now well, no, pregnant I mean, with his child. To, no, to me, she. Oh, she's uh, she I, to me, she is, is just that what she started. Said? Like she, like no. did I catch it now. the wrong? No, as far as I'm aware, she said I threw out my diaphragm. Right, like, yeah, but like, like I five didn't minutes know. ago. No, I took that to mean she threw out her diaphragm no, weeks so, ago. No, I, I and feel they've like, been having an listen, affair. I don't think so. And then I have a tape on my phone. Should you watch it right now? I think she. I threw out my diaphragm to me meant I threw it out. No, at the I'm beginning sure of this affair, she meant, maybe like, that's where all I of my feelings are coming away. from. No, like, no, well, no, because so, she just made to me. She just made that decision when she left Xander. She's like, yeah. I don't want to be with you. I want to be with Ru- Lewis because she realized, like, the as she said, the last couple of weeks, like he's excited her. He's fought for her. He's sacrificed for her. He's done all these things that Xander is not doing. I'm gonna, so she like picks Lewis, and she knew what he wants. Ultimately, like the only reason they broke up is because I'm going to give a summary of of what was said. But basically, she comes up. She's like, "I chose you from all the things that he just right. said," mm-hmm. and then he goes, "But you don't believe that I don't want kids." He was actually saying, "You don't believe me that I don't want kids." Because remember, he had come to her saying, "I'll yeah. let go of it." Right. And she goes, "No." She goes, "Fate brought us back together." Mm-hmm. I'm going to let fate take its course and let fate decide if we should have a kid or not. I just, as in like, she didn't say just, but what she meant was I stopped taking my diaphragm, meaning if she gets pregnant, great. Because there's still a chance she's older yeah. mm-hmm. that she can't have a kid. So what, that's what she was saying okay. when she said let fate take its course. I did not take that to mean I just stopped. I took that to mean this entire affair we've been risking oh. preg- no, pregnancy. No. That, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't think so. I, don't think so. I, I was in a room with other people who also took it that way. So there's something. I have the, totally. the 15 seconds. No, no, I'm not, I'm not wearing it. Like, well, oh, okay. that's... An, the way it was written and the way it was taken by more than one person watching it. We, I mean, was, I, they may have, was, you know, the, they, I and that like, may be the case at which point that's like really bad, really bad on Sheila's part. I, the more I think on it, the more I hope that that I got it wrong. Then Sheila thought it was completely acceptable. Right. I mean, I guess I, I would be surprised to, to, if to learn that she would have done it earlier because she was sort of why? in... She's also cheating on Xander. Right, but, but exactly. Wants exactly. Cheater, so so, so, so why, would she, why would she want to open up the possibility... If she's made that decision to be with Xander and that's like it, she's been so confident with that decision, why would she open up the possibility to having another man's child in that relationship? And, and also when Lewis came like, back... Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, she's, and also when Lewis had come back saying, I'll let go of the kids... She said, I don't believe you. So kids was never a topic uh-huh. of conversation. It was how she explained it was that she was going to let the universe or fate let yeah. them decide if they're going to have a kid as in I'm now. Right, right. Okay. And and also I feel like I don't think that Xander wants kids either. I mean, A, he's he a horrible, kids, yeah. horrible person. <laughs> but I feel like that, you know, was a reason that they got together initially is because, you know, Sheila also until now – hasn't wanted kids or, like, anything to do with kids. I would never trust her. Like, Lewis now, she's just probably going to go have an affair with Xander. But, or just, I don't know. Yeah, she's, I'm, I mean... Or somebody else. She I've, doesn't I've have not, the highest moral fiber. Yeah, I've not lived through it, so I can't really speak to it. But in, it's... I don't think it's unwise to assume once a cheater, always a cheater. If someone cheated on you... If someone cheated... If someone cheated with you 
they're likely to cheat on you. Is true. The, yeah, is I mean, the, I, yeah, I feel like obviously people can change, yeah. but yes, I, I, I agree. That I'm not saying You're that that's 100 percent indicative, but I do say that that's not a great start. To not any a great relationship, start. Totally. and like we want Louis. That, and I think that's why I'm a little fired up, also because I may have misheard a whole scene. But I think I'm a little fired up because I want Lewis to ult- to like ultimately be happy. Did any is anyone ready to ship him him and Katrina? Or is that or is that? I really like Katrina, even when she kissed him on the forehead. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they just have such a different, like a big brother, little sister relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like it would be weird. She's just a little too cold for me at, to accept her with with Lewis. I mean, even in, Sheila is is as well. I mean, I think. Uh, what was her name? Tara was like the closest thing. Yeah. To to what we would want. I mean, sans her having someone else's cut child. <laughs> um, because I I feel like he should have someone that's like really warm and like understanding. Kind of, kind of like a like a Apollo type mm. for him. Like a female Doctor Lipschitz, <laughs> someone that can like talk through his issues. Um, you know, obviously that. Like not Paula. Katrina, herself. I feel like is more emotional than Paula. I mean, not Paula than um, Sheila is. Yeah, I just you know I feel like someone that need just should be there for Lewis. Like he has so much stress in his life, um, he c- could benefit from someone who who's got like a listening mm. ear. Um, quick shout outs in the chat. Emily Norton in the chat. Lewis needs to needs a break from women altogether. I completely totally. agree. Hey, I well, also agree. The uh, card Harvey's playing right now, which is... Angel's in the chat. Hello, all. I think Lewis and Katrina might actually work. Really? Okay. That's awesome. So that okay. ship is not... I mean, I'm not like... I'm not That as... ship might float, is all I'm going to say. Yeah, I wouldn't be terribly against it. Um, I just wish that with Lewis, because you know a lot of what he does is ego-related. Mm-hmm. I do sense that the Sheila thing is more than just ego. In the beginning, I thought to myself, Lewis just needs the win. He needs to just get Sheila the way he wants to get her. Not that she's a prize, but get her. So then he can get his security back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Because he started obsessing and then manifesting. And it becomes like this big ball and it becomes a spiral effect. But when he chose not to divulge that he was having an affair and then also chose not to talk about her in a very like provocative mm-hmm. and physical manner, I was like, oh, he does love her. <laughs> He dropped the case. $50 million. Yeah. I know. That's I guess I just don't agree with his love. But that's how love is. I think, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's what makes it so tough is, like, you don't really choose, like, who you fall in love with. I mean, you, like, can choose who you marry and, like, who you mm-hmm. spend the rest of your life with. But, you know, a lot of times it's, it's sort of like you, who you're attracted to isn't completely in your control. Yeah. I will tell you, though, not that I'm trying to get into predictions because we're not. But as we're talking about this, I don't see this being a happily ever after for them at all. I don't see how it can be. He's very insecure, and all it's going to take is little hints of her acting a little bit out of what he thinks is the norm. And then once again, he's going to start manifesting and obsessing over something new, which is now that she could be having an affair with somebody else. Well, also, he's insecure and working on it, but she's manipulative. Yeah. That's That's like codependency level that you don't want. You don't want, like, you usually get someone how it ends, if you will, that he might be paranoid that she's seeing someone else. Right. It's, I, what I want to see, assuming they move forward and don't have a child, what I want to see is Lewis self-actualize and realize he's been, he's been putting a lot of the weight on his own self-worth toward how Sheila feels about him. Absolutely. That he needs to learn that that's not what he wants or needs. 
and that maybe he doesn't actually love her or maybe his love for her is not healthy. And I think that would be that would be the best way. I think he needs to move on from Sheila somehow, some way. Right. Absolutely. And now that he's essentially won her completely, I feel like he can be the bigger man eventually and, like, choose to leave her with someone else. Like, a... A new relationship, or just I, choose to leave her. As as was right, said right, in the chat, right. he should he maybe he should like not mess with women. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's ever a healthy start to any relationship, like from the shambles of a previous one. Yeah, that's definitely. usually not but, the and place to start. And that's what I was trying to say is that he's been so busy in this ball of insecurity, and I need to get her back. I need to get her back. That I'm hoping now that he got her back yeah. and is seen clearly, he's really going to take a look at her character because he's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. In the middle of all the drama going on, Harvey came up and said, hey, here's a list of companies. Can you tell me why this company would want this judge off the case? And he was like, boom, yeah. boom, boom, this yep. is why. He can still think objectively in that emotional state. So I'm hoping now that the challenge of getting her is gone, he'll maybe look at somebody like Katrina. Because even when she came and she was like, why did you drop this $50 million case? Mm-hmm. The second he said why and she realized it right. was because, like, for Sheila, she got emotional and she yeah. got teary-eyed and she really cares for Lewis. So we've been judging Lewis a lot. Judge Rawls. That's how, that's how I'm transitioning. Ew. Judge okay. Rawls comes back. Judge Rawls, of course, presided over Mike's case. Judge Rawls comes back to Mike and says somebody's attacking, somebody is attacking her and trying to get her disbarred. Mike brings in Harvey. This is a fun little case of the week that involved like some longstanding stakes. Yeah, and uh, you know it was a different type of case, like where it wasn't. So pro bono, where yeah. like, you know, where Mike got all annoying about it. It was just like, <laughs> and it wasn't right, super white collar corporate, right? No right, right. That, well, that's what I mean. Annoying. It wasn't like just helping the little guy. Where, where, like it was so, but like you know, like but the, it was the, as the clear cut style. as this. Show. Yeah, it was very much a where it's a it's the kind of case Harvey would have handled one way, but Mike has right. to ta- has to make him handle it a different way. Right. I enjoyed this. It was fun. And, I, I, and I liked too. it a lot. And, and to bring back that judge that you used a lot, you right. used a lot the entire season when Mike was when Mike was facing trial, was really smart to just bring back. Like, well, we have a, a nice wealth of people that that would just bring back the judge that they already faced. Right. Right. And just you know, I think that there is kind of a common thread throughout the episode of like, you know, business is obviously important, but like we should also be taking care of like the human interactions and like yeah. just doing right by people. Like you can't always like screw everybody over or never like sacrifice yeah. things. Like it is sort of a give and take and it's nice to you know, get, do people Return the favor, basically. Paying it forward and, and seeing, recognizing when people help you out and, you know, when you're in a position to help them, you can kind of reciprocate that. I think it was a good episode of Karma. Yes. what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Definitely. And I think it was important to look at the judicial system from a different aspect where there are people in higher positions that even though they need to enforce the law, they still use their better judgment. Like when she was talking about the case with Mike where... Mm-hmm. Everyone was pushing the prosecution, the FBI, to wiretap Harvey's phone. She's like, had I done that, you would be in jail. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I didn't feel at all like the judge was doing it to kind of, not blackmail, but kind of make them feel more emotional about taking her case. It's the point that it does make you feel good that the people that are higher up in the system will use their better judgment mm-hmm. to help people instead of hurting people. Because it's not always the case. And she came at Mike with a clear, I don't say moral superiority, but like a same that she appealed to Mike not because she could manipulate him so much as, like, you and I are on the same plane morally. I can't... Right. 
you try your best to bring Harvey back down to where you are. But you and I are on the same plane morally. I knew I knew it was wrong to wiretap to allow Anita Gibbs to wiretap you. Right. And it's secondary or like it's secondary to whether or not wiretapping you you would make you guilty or not. So much as it no, it's wrong that she gets to wiretap you. But you know what right. threw me off is that he was what the ninth attorney that she'd gone to. So it was interesting to me that he wasn't even the first person she went to, that it was that nobody else would take the case. She didn't want the best. She wanted Mike. Well, no, she got turned uh, down. No, that's what I'm, that's the right. Well, oh, I, mean, okay. I feel like Mike is the best, uh, especially for this, because he obviously got it done. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think it's, it's cool that they recognize that there is that gray area of morality that, like, needs to be, like, things shouldn't be just black and white. Like, we shouldn't be, obviously corrupt is bad Mm -hmm. and like but being so by the book that you can't see anything outside of it you know is also not the best way either so it's it's nice that they recognize that and the judge kind of put herself in that position like you should want me to be on the thing like yes i made a mistake i'm human my bad yeah but like you know you've also made mistakes and like you need like people who are in that position that can recognize like hey you know that was a mistake but this is the greater good. Like, you know, you should be, you do more good than bad. Like, the, you know, the whole Mike case was like, is he helping law in general by being a part of the bar? And the answer is yes. And the interesting part is the growth mm-hmm. of Mike and the evolution of his character right. starting from when his case started with this judge. It's kind of like looking back, like a reflection, connecting the dots. And speaking of growth. I have something for you guys. So if you want to have fun, learn, and grow in all aspects of your life, and for those of you who do, we have the perfect podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos, Podcast Edition, is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets, secrets, excuse me, and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. From health to wellness, career, relationships, finances, and more. Let our Maria be the big sister you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and hit subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos, and it's for free. Be sure to rate and comment, and when you do, please let Maria know that we all sent you there. The Suits After Buzz After Show, and Conversations with Maria Menounos, podcast edition. Make sure to check it out. Yes, please do that. Nice. Um, yeah. I don't know how many words uh, iTunes review can and can't be, but suits with an, as many exclamation points. Well, <laughs> yeah. until the until you've met the minimum requirement, that would be an acceptable five star review for Maria's podcast. It's an awesome podcast. Nice. It, is, it is a great podcast. Yeah. Um, we were talking about Harvey and Mike. There was a little bit here with um, the Harvey Mike Donna situation. Mm-hmm. And then like it kind of felt like spilt milk, but Harvey did kind of come to Mike and say, like, bro, why did you tell her to just go for it? Why did you tell her to cross a line, if right. you will? Well, at, at the specific time that he did, because he knew, obviously, the Paula situation, and yeah. although he didn't know that she was going to go full-blown make-out. But, like, but, he knew, but Yeah, why? I mean, he put him in, a, he kind of sparked the fire, so to speak, a little bit, um, and kind of... Yeah, but encouraged I, Donna but to, I liked, to do something. I liked this scene where Harvey pretty much confronted Mike about about sparking this fire and like, right. bro, I was in a relationship. Like, what are we, what yeah. were you doing? And Mike was fairly honest of like, I, I'm sure Paula's fine, 
right. Donna, Donna's endgame. And though. I don't think Mike was thinking she would actually kiss him. I, I think he was thinking she's going to go right. admit and her feelings, like, hey, I have feelings for you also, before you get serious. Or, or take go for it however you mean. It's important that he knew. It's important that Harvey knew that Donna had feelings. Yeah, but not in a position where he is very much against cheating and making him a part of, even though he's the receiver of it, she she still put him in a bad position. She's knowing... apologized. Like it wasn't a great wasn't a great move on her part, and she's admitted to that later. Right, right. But it's it was still important for her to n- explain to him that she had feelings. I I just still I don't agree with well, no, what I mean, she did. I um, I I also think that Harvey should be a little bit pissed at Mike because he did sort of put him in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I think Mike. Knew that the outcome, it's like for Harvey to decide for himself. So it is sort of a decision he needs to make, although it's a hard one. You know, he, Harvey kind of threw out like a, another scenario with Rachel kind of being like entertaining, like a, a <laughs> different like, yeah, that one rich Logan, real estate yeah, Logan, guy. Yeah. Uh, from, from a while back. But I think the better analogy would have been if Harvey found someone else that Mike has seen, like, you know, his ex girlfriend or something, and like, but the analogy would have to be the the analogy would have to be somebody that Harvey Harvey would also have to care about that person and well, think they'd right, be better right, off with Mike. Right. Yeah, but analogy aside, okay, she, she ended up saying that she felt nothing. I know she, I actually yeah. have said this in the after show. It's a lie. Two episodes ago, it's a lie. Oh, that's one hundred. You can a lie. clearly even see the way she reacts and the way she feels. Harvey definitely feels something for her, and I feel like he's not even trying to hide that. But the point is, I don't think that Harvey should be in a relationship regardless. Even when he's asking Paula to move in, I felt like it was his guilt Mm -hmm. from having been kissed by Donna. But I did like Paula because I did did feel like it was a healthier relationship for him where it was kind of like slow-paced at his tone, not a lot of drama, which is what he's used to. I just... It sucks if Mike was still okay with knowing what the result is, that he's glad he still did it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if him and Donna don't up together, he could have possibly had a great future with Paula. Okay, that's not well, compromise. Speaking of speaking of starting a relationship in shambles, I've been on. I've I've been anti Team Paula this entire time. I think mean, Harvey dating his Harvey dating his counselor was never right. a good idea, and yeah, like led really, led to Lewis this. and Livshots would be a great couple. <laughs> but but they're a great team. I was like, I, well, I I have to defend that. Obviously what? A joke. No, but like I I think Harvey and Paula. I think Mike could have been more outright to Harvey of like, hey, as your friend, I don't think it's a good idea for you to date your psychiatrist. Just dropping that much. Dropping that well, I, mean, I think, I think in, you know, not so many a words, friend. he sort of did that by, yeah, by encouraging Donna. Encouraging Donna, you know? who was also his friend. I think there was something there. I think right. there's something yeah. there, something deep. Like, this was like the real meat well, of this episode to me. Exactly. Of like the emotional depth to this episode of like there were years upon years of just right, right. And I think baggage. you know Mike sort of saw that like I need to kind of help Harvey see the truth or figure it out for himself rather yeah. than tell because if he was just like hey Harvey bad bad idea <laughs> dating your ex yeah like hey like, that's, don't do that don't, Harvey is gonna be like dude what like get out of here but I would have rathered and I guess this could be a female perspective just how we were talking about Sheila and Lewis, that now that Lewis has Sheila, he can look at things clearly. I would have preferred that if Paula and Harvey ended, it was on the terms that he's like, hey, this is not working out. This relationship doesn't make sense. Now that it ended based off this ultimatum because of Donna Mm -hmm. and the kiss, he's always going to wonder if that kiss didn't happen, 
would we still be together? How would our relationship be? I would have preferred that Harvey on his own or Donna, not Donna, excuse me, Paula on her own would have realized like, hey, this is awkward. I was your counselor or your psychiatrist. This isn't working out. Or Harvey just pretty much saying what he said in this episode, which is I just need to be alone and not with mm. anybody. Then it being on the pretense of fighting over a woman kissing him, an ultimatum, and then it breaking up. That doesn't have to happen if he ends up with Donna. <laughs> He'll, he'll Don't never say have, that no, people I, in the chat are going to eat you alive. I, I feel like the this has been endgame. The Paula <laughs> situation like would have happened regardless. Like I'm glad that it was sort of pushed to the forefront with like the kiss and then her figuring it. I am happy. Out that, I'm happy like, it a, happened pretty clear cut. Of like, right. oh no, she's being manipulative. That's like a terrible sign. I feel like down the line, like she, she wants to control his entire work life. That's too much. Right. Uh, yeah, and Paula like having done the deep dives into Harvey's psyche. So lucky like, I wasn't here last night. Knows. <laughs> you know, how big of a part Donna is in Harvey's life. And, like, she's clearly so jealous of that. She doesn't need a kiss, really, to set her off edge and, like, pull that kind of ultimatum. Like, you know, she... Okay, let's just think about it logically, okay? She was a psychiatrist but had no idea about the Donna relationship. That means that you go and you trust... She never told... She, but she was her psych- but she was Harvey's psychologist long enough to know who Donna was. But right. not that they slept together. True, but like because so, okay, she's but always going to think that she, it happened to her, so she's just yeah. scarred of like I'm always going to be wary about people working with their coworkers that are like attractive. No, like, but aside from that, I'm saying just think about this if we just think about this black and white. Paula, who is a psychiatrist, the person that he divulged all of his feelings to, talked about his mother to, his personal nightmares, skeletons in the closet, demons, never once mentioned he had something with Donna 12 years ago and all the sessions he had with her. Therefore, there was a reason why Harvey always protected Donna to himself. From a psychiatrist. This is before they were emotionally interested with each other. He was always romantic. He was always, at the very least, physically attracted to Paula. That's different, though. But But like he, but that was part of it. He that was part of Harvey's fault that he didn't he didn't reveal Donna to Paula till like during therapy because he he in typical male fashion always thought he had a chance with the attractive woman in the room. Men do that. It's terrible. We need to stop. That's an interesting perspective. Well, no, I, I mean, I, I don't know. That's a thing that men yeah, do. No, I agree with you. I, I don't think it's necessary to like stop. Like he was clear like maybe I don't think it was a conscious thing either. It's just like you don't have to go out and tell like every person that you're yeah, and it talking was, to like and it was super clear to Paula past. that Donna's a huge part of her a huge part of Harvey's See, life. Maybe because I'm not a guy, I didn't get that. What I got was that just how Lewis was trying to protect Sheila, even though she's having an affair and that guy was hitting below the belt and you want to piss Lewis lit off and have him say something nasty, go below the belt. And he still protected her. I took it as Harvey didn't want to divulge that information to Paula, not because he was interested in her. And I, I'm not saying mm. you're right or I'm wrong. This is what I took it as, that it's because he cares about Donna so much. He wanted to protect her in that sense, not share that personal information with somebody. And so I felt like her reaction when so he told her. <laughs> so not how guys yeah, think. That is the opposite. <laughs> okay, I mean, that's awesome. But, but I mean, how hearing, do you not know hearing, that's hearing, how Paula thought? So if I was Paula, yeah, totally, no, that's, that, I would be I'm like, wow, that you, even that not. I'm your psychiatrist, you kept that from me. That's how much you care about her, that you protected her from me. And you never told me. No, it's... Wow, this male-female perspective that, that, is No, yeah, amazing. totally. That's way different. Where is the male... Yeah, no, I, I am with you, Steve. Like, I totally, like... 
I don't think he was really like that specific. It like, wasn't hey, super, I may want to. But like yeah. when it when it came time to maybe bring up the fact that he yeah with he just Donna, chose not to. He chose like, not why, to, yeah. and one of the factors I guarantee you was well. That she, yeah, I that see a potential possibility that I may be able to sleep with Paula. And let's say that's a 20% chance right this second. That becomes right. a 0% chance if I tell her I slept with Donna. Also, I don't or think 10. it, it or has 10%. to be as clear cut like as like oh I want to romantic like you know start dating. This I person. swear I, we all speak different languages. Yeah, I just feel like you know there are plenty of times where it's like I'm attracted to someone. And there's just like I don't think the relationship will benefit like even if it's platonic from me sharing. Like, hey, guess what? <laughs> you know, like I totally. Um, oh slept with someone a last poker, night. A poker player's <laughs> guide to being single. I you know like. I, mean? I have this romantic horse in the carriage. Princess Cinderella's coming. Thought we, about Harvey trying to protect Donna because he cares about her so much, and you guys are like, no. He's just. Anyways, next topic. No, nah, he, 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 he withheld information for like, the possibility of some strength. I'm going to lose all faith in that <laughs> yeah, conversation. Exactly. Let's move to the next one. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Speaking of Donna, Donna um, kind of got worked by a landlord tonight. Okay, you know what's so funny? Yeah, she did. Hold on. When I was watching this, I wrote down, I don't have my notebook with me, mm-hmm. otherwise I would show you guys. I said, Damn, Donna has skills. Like, she's sitting there. Eh, No, I know. Yeah, I know, obviously. So I'm thinking, well, she's being flirtatious. She's probably over the Harvey thing. She's putting herself out there. She called him out. She's like, well, maybe I will come to your office. Boom. She was getting used. Yeah, she got played pretty hard. I mean, she recovered. Really hard. And She got played twice. Yeah, she did. Also, that wouldn't that wouldn't have actually held up in court, but nobody wants to go to court with their landlord. If he acted in, she could prove he acted in bad faith, and a judge would have thrown it out. But yeah, I mean, I I think the the problem with with Donna is that she doesn't know exactly what she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Yeah. Whereas Harvey, whereas Harvey or Mike would have known from right. Exactly. Let's say exact things went exactly how they went with Harvey or Mike and that landlord. The second that landlord acts in bad faith, right. Cool, we're going to court. Peace. We're going to court. Pe- like, we're going to court. I'm going to prove that you acted in bad faith, something I can easily do. And then but this case will get thrown out. there was a disclosure saying that if they try to act on a trial first or try to sue them no, first. No, no, but what had happened was he showed her a suit, a, a file. That was fake, yeah. Well, no, it wasn't fake. He just hadn't filed it yet, but yeah. he claimed that he filed it. Yeah, right. so he's fake, yeah. But she probably still had it in her hand or probably could have access to it in Discovery that she would very easily in court be able to say, Your Honor, on this date at this time, Your, Your Honor, on this date at this time, the um, defendant, yes, defendant, because she's suing him. Right. The defendant handed me this. It's Exhibit A. The defendant handed me this and said they had filed it. They acted in poor faith. Therefore, we didn't break our lease because we acted upon what they said. You can't hand me a piece of paper and say you filed it and then didn't file it and then claim I broke a lease based on the information you gave me. I, you could prove that in court. That, right, right. But I, uh, a, Especially Harvey could, pr- Harvey could yeah, definitely prove definitely, that in court. Definitely, But he was taking advantage of this situation. Yeah. He knew that she was just recently promoted and would obviously not want to be crawling back to Harvey. Plus, I think he kind of slowly ramped things up, like seeing what he could get away with. Like he True. started with Donna like sort of small, like, hey, why don't and you deliver it in person? Like we'll see like how dumb you really are. And I, he wants and to flirt with Donna too. I wasn't that excited by this scene, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty excited by this scene because I think it... No, I mean, I'm used to I like but Harvey, we're, Mike, and for the win. It's but like we're used so to, exciting. But what I liked about this scene is we're used to Donna... Um, 
whatchamacallit, we're used to Donna getting exact, like, being Donna, like, oh my god, I'm Donna. But that's mainly because she had been on Harvey's desk for so long that she had developed a small pond. That she became the big fish in the small pond from Harvey's desk. And she could control everything from Harvey's desk. So I like this scene that sometime that you can't just jump to another pond and still be a big fish. And that's what Donna learned with this landlord. I wasn't. I enjoyed that. I, it was a very simple story. It was a very simple story to tell me that Donna is, while I'm in this metaphor, a fish out of water. They just were like, we bought the airspace. We're going to put tampons up. I was like, okay. like this. It just seemed a little bit unrealistic to close fix. the... Well, but she had Rachel's help, and Rachel is... Right, is super smart. Rachel is, like, the third best lawyer on this show, probably. Probably the second. Do you guys yeah. notice that they're She's putting, probably a better lawyer than Mike. Do you guys notice what? they're putting less I don't know. and less I, she's, clips of her? She's fourth, because she, she's not better than Lewis. Like, it's hard. It's, yeah, I guess she's... Do you guys notice they're putting less and less clips of her? Like, she was even barely in this episode. Of course. They're, yeah. They have to phase her out of the show. She's, yeah, she's... And then she has, like, one-liners. Okay, yeah, Anna, I, I'll help you. Yeah. Like, what, that's it? Uh, but I mean, she's getting her, her stuff done. Like as soon as she stepped in, like the that's when things started to go right with whatever mm. Donna was was doing. But she doesn't say I mean, anything. She was in the scene. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, she's she <laughs> is the big gun. Like yeah, she's Donna Donna's help. Yeah, she's Donna Donna's help without having to go to Harvey Micro Lewis. So, um, real quick, we are on iTunes. Y'all should rate us five stars. Review us on iTunes. This yes. specific panel, this panel has gone through many incarnations. Be sure. So that when people look and see the reviews, that you that the top reviews are talking about this panel, not previous panels, because that doesn't help the potential viewer. So if you love this show, as I'm sure you do, write it, rate us five stars. Let us know, let everyone else know that this panel is your favorite panel, because you know we're your panel now. Yeah. Um, similarly, if you're watching us on YouTube, upvote, share, subscribe. and we love you guys. And we appreciate all the comments and every one of you guys that are in the chat. I know a lot of people were surprised we have an after show. It's yep. confusing because we're on Thursday now, not Wednesday. No, we're here. But don't forget, here, Thursday, 7 p.m. Totally, yeah. We're here. Tell your friends. We're going to do all the fun stuff. Um, well, it's about to get real. I mean, there's speak. only two episodes left. So, that, yeah, and then, uh, but then we'll be back in the summer. Like, you know. Right. Suits, suits is happening. We're here. We're ready. Leave reviews. Are we ready for predictions? Let's yes. Do Let's do this. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Lewis and Sheila, do they survive this uh, no. spring season? No. Like at all? Do we think it falls apart next week or the week after? Um, no. I after that. Yeah, I think I think this they survive this. Oh no! Because there's so much more. There's like a bigger issue that has to happen, which is Mike and Rachel are getting married. And but are they getting the married this spring? I think, yeah, I think literally like in two, two episodes. She's well, done. To, no, she's to, done filming. I don't know if it's the next two weeks, but after they might have already filmed. She's done after this. She's done after this. I thought she. I thought she finished filming like fairly recently. I'm I pretty sure wrong. the finale of this section yeah. was really? in like two episodes. That's... is like the end. Oh, wow. you think so? I don't know. I think no. I think she comes back in the summer. I think the summer. I think. I this... think after the summer she's done. Yeah, I think really? this summer uh, is we'll, the wedding. I mean, we will have to double check. I would I, love that, obviously, because I don't want to see. I mean, it's in, her, it's in her contract. And I, I don't know how they're going to do stuff in two episodes. What are they going to like? That's what I think. That's, get that's how it feels. That's how it feels. This, this isn't. We established last week. This is not the kill your characters show, <laughs> right? But the, yeah, they're getting so married in there. So that um, there's and Mike is leaving fairly soon too. So there, while, while we're on to Mike and Rachel, this will be a topic of predictions until it happens. Where do they go? Do they because they they're not gonna, if they break up, one of them would stay at the firm. So they have to stay together. If they leave the firm or. 
if they get hitched, they'd have to either go somewhere else to leave the firm. They have to, they have to, they're going to get married and they're going to leave the firm. I know we all say that it's not going to get killed off. It's not a kill off show. It just wouldn't even make sense for them to move away because Jessica moved away and she was in like the first whole aspect of the last, what, 11 episodes? She, she was 12? involved in, well, and then there was also a backdoor pilot about Jessica now. So like, I, I don't know, but I think we talked about it last week and it's still, they haven't moved Mike and Rachel forward for us at all that we can speculate any differently. I still think it makes sense that Mike and Rachel uh, get married and then retire, essentially retire to that clinic so that they, they're down there if you ever want to pop a number and bring them back once. But otherwise, they're running a clinic that doesn't do corporate law. So we're following Harvey and Donna and Lewis as they do corporate law. And Mike, who's no longer a fake lawyer, th- that character has kind of, that, that character became a fake lawyer, went to the best law firm in the country, found love, got married, like that, got found out as a fake lawyer, not in this order, obviously, and then... Like, where just, else can you go it from it? I think doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like, there would have to be some big dramatic thing to happen to make him make that decision, not just him getting married, to get up and leave. And I, I feel like they have not set the tone for anything. So I don't I think agree anything's they happening in the next two episodes. I hope nothing happens in the next two episodes, but I do think Endgame for Mike and Rachel to leave. I've said this before. Once again, they haven't led us anywhere else. I think something, a case, a big corporate case happens that make that make Mike and Rachel look at that everyone in that entire firm differently. And then they take an altruistic path, leaving the corporate law to corporate law. But then again, how do you do that? I, f- I feel like that's so it's uh, it's such a big turn. Again, like there's so much that needs to happen, namely the wedding. Yeah. Um if She's getting married twice this no, year. No, and like and, and they they've been through so much like with Mar- Mike and Harvey, like I don't think that something that small like it would I think it would be more of a thing he wants to create with Rachel. Like, I'm not... I would hate to see the break be a bad thing. Like, I don't want any bad blood or burn bridges between, like, but the I, main But that's characters. what I'm saying. I've, it would be artful, but there'd be a way to have a case happen by which we all stand behind Harvey, Donna, Lewis, and company in their corporate law setting, but that Mike and Rachel change. Mike and Rachel change and decide based on that case that they don't want to do corporate law anymore. And that they move on from corporate law. I do not that see... they not that they harbor resentment for everyone else, or that they like learn to hate anyone else, but they realize like, oh, we're gonna to a certain extent we're gonna become monsters if we stay in corporate law. I do think he has a point. I would, I just don't want it to end that way. I feel like it's kind of not cliche, but it's like the easy way out. The only reason why I think he could have a point is that in this episode they brought the judge back, yeah, who was a reminder to him, like the reason why I let you off was because you said you were going to take this opportunity to make a difference. So maybe that's why how we were talking, it's interesting that they brought the judge back. This is the reminder mm-hmm. of him starting to like manifest something new about making a difference because he's like, wow, this came back full circle. Here's the same judge that let me go. She's reminding me that, hey, you're supposed to be making a difference. And he's really, he's making a difference. He's picking up cases. He's helping out at the clinic when he can, but he's not ultimately doing what he's doing. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I really don't know. It still feels like a, a neg- like I want them to end on such a high note because they're such beloved characters. So I feel like, or my end prediction is, is that Rachel gets pulled away yeah. to a different location, maybe a different job or something. And it's after they get married, so Mike chooses to leave because also, he wants to be with her. Also, and if this happens in the next two episodes, I really they've done no work to build toward I, anything. Right. I would in the be next so annoyed episodes. if that happened. I'd be so annoyed if they just like. 
it was this like I'd be annoyed if they didn't devote the next if they are leaving in two weeks I'd be really annoyed if they didn't devote the next two weeks of a storylines to something that leads to them leaving like actually leads to them leaving versus what might happen which is they just have a scene at the end of like we we gone now they film right. they film seasons ahead, so she yeah. just finished filming recently in the last couple of months. I'm sure she's I swear, filming I swear. summer sessions. Would you, I would, would, would love that. And the summer ratings on this show are higher anyway. I have no, I've no. This was always a summer show. This feels very unlikely that this feels very unlikely we're going to lose them both. And think about it from their perspective. They're going to get more hits after she's princess. True. There's people that probably have never watched the show that are going to be like, I want to see Rachel or Meghan Markle. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's crazy show. how like both weddings are sort of happening. Like, She's getting married twice. Time. Some of us can't even get married once. I can't get married once. She got married twice in one year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just kidding. Well, on that note, <laughs> yeah. um, does anybody have any predictions at large before we head on out? I predict that There's we know nothing time, about you know, Rachel. That is fair. <laughs> JB, uh, where can the people find you uh, on you the Twitter? You guys can find me everywhere at Hey John Blake. I'm Lena Nori. You can find me all over the internet at Lena Nori. And as I selfishly said at the beginning of the show, I'm Steve Coffin. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Coffin. There's K-U-F-M-A-N-N. I do a lot of shows here at AfterBuzz TV. You can I tell tweet them twice. You already told them fairly once. Fairly regularly. I mentioned that I did it selfishly the first time for J.B. Zimmerman. <laughs> Lena Nori's on Steve Kaufman. Thank you, and see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Uh, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.